Hello and welcome to Waypoint Church Online. So glad you're able to join us today, uh, whether that's um, on Church Online platform or YouTube or you're there in the South Auditorium. Um, if you're in our South Auditorium, a little apology. Um, we're wanting to move towards live streaming, so we'll be live on stage as opposed to just watching it on the screen. Um, we're still aiming to that. There's a couple technical bits of equipment we're still waiting for, um, but we're hoping to go live stream so everything's on stage and then what you see online um, will be a reflection of that. We are still headed towards that. More information um, when we actually have some more information. But actually what's really important is that we gather together. We gather together to connect with, with God, to connect with one another in different ways uh, and to remember that it's a community. We're a community that God has called us to be part of, invites us to be part of. And we can worship together, we can hear his word together, and we grow together. And I'm really excited that we, we grow together, not just on gathering uh, I'm in bigger groups like this, but people are connecting in the week through small groups. Uh, they're connecting on different courses that, that folks are part of, and just those one-to-one -one conversations which are happening. It, it's so encouraging when we hear what's happening, when you email us in, contact us, uh, to just to to be encouraged with the the life that God is bringing, uh, and also the practical ways that that God is moving. Um, our Help Hub, which is still serving so many people in our community, it's really exciting that um, that. St. John's School has made us their Harvest Festival focus and they've been giving things that we might distribute and it's managed to pick up some other families and to help in our community. It's so encouraging to hear um, our church doing things in real practical way, you doing things really practically to make a difference. But let's just draw back to today. You know, we want to give our worship to God and we want to hear from God. So um, before we do some worship and I introduce who our speaker is today, uh, let's just pause and pray. Father, I just thank you that you are a living God. You are an active God and you are a personal God. That the vastness of who you are uh, does not push us away, actually something that draws us to your presence. And I pray as we spend some time together in worship and looking at your word, Father, that we will know more of you. We may hear, we may think differently and encounter more of you so that in our everyday lives, we may be walking with you in practical ways, reflecting you and being more like Jesus in the things that we say and do. So Father, use this time, I pray. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you're a part of our wider church, you would have received that, the email that encourages us again to, to do worship. Um, we have give you a link out there, but I encourage you other ways, that importance of pausing to worship, to, to just lift our eyes uh, and to give glory to God. And I want to encourage you to do that throughout the week, maybe today. Um, but let's make sure that we are a people who worship in what we do. Now today we are pressing the pause button on our series of uh, the Jesus way, where we're unpacking uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, I'm putting a pause on there because we're, we're bringing in uh, something we started earlier in the year, which is our 10 talk Sundays. We're giving uh, an opportunity for a different people in our congregation uh, to, to share a talk, to share a God truth um, with our whole um, family, church family, in about 10 minutes, around 10 minutes they have, and to share something what God's been saying to them, and they feel that God wants to share with us to learn from. 
Um, I'm really excited today because we have two amazing women who are going to be speaking uh, to us. And we have Verity Board and Fran Monroe. Now, both these ladies um, were just sharing with me what God was saying separately. And what you'll find is that, that together they work amazingly together, these two talks, because it's quite clear that God um, has a message for us to hear. So um, I want you to, to be open in your heart and ears to hear what God has to say through Verity and then through Fran. So let's listen. Hi. I have been given this time to tell you about a journey that I've been on this year. Um, we're all on a journey. Every day is a journey and hopefully it's a journey where we're getting closer to Jesus. Um, I started this year, as I often do, um, taking time to reflect, looking back, looking forwards um, and really taking stock of where I am. Um, we have times in our lives where um, life is exciting and adventurous and fulfilling and you feel really happy. But uh, that's not quite where I was at at the beginning of the year. It's been a funny year for all of us with COVID. Um, but I also um, had a significant birthday this year. Turning the big 4-0 did not fill me with uh, much enthusiasm with all the aches and pains that come with getting older. Um, being a mum, I love being a mum, but boy is it hard work. Um, my boys are energetic and lively and six o'clock in the morning is definitely the time for Lego battles and the woods always means coming home caked in mud and resulting in lots of washing. Um, parenting is, is it for, for the long run um, and it can be quite hard work. And uh, a lot of my time has also been spent looking after my mother-in-law who, uh, as she reaches um, the older ages of her life, uh, she sadly has um, had many, many medical complications. Uh, I'm trying to support her as best I can with love and with patience. Uh, but I need a diary of my own just to fill uh, with her appointments, just to try and make sure we're staying on track. Um, it has all been quite hard work uh, and because of that busyness I have had to really reduce my working hours as a physio, something that I love doing and something I feel fulfilled in um, but I just haven't got the time to give to it at the moment. So all in all um, it was a bit of a time to consider where I was at um, and wondering what I was doing with my time. Was I achieving anything? Um, what was happening to all my time? Uh, as a small group, we had read some of Ecclesiastes together uh, and they kind of sum it up really nicely. Uh, meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. Uh, and they go on to explain about seasons and how we have times um, of busyness and times of rest and that there is a season for everything. Um, quite doom and gloom. I wasn't feeling great about myself or where I was at in life either, but I'm just going to let you into a little secret that I have learnt. Um, it's not a secret secret, it is all over the Bible, um, but that secret is that fulfilment isn't in what we do. Uh, fulfilment is in um, who we are inside and finding that inner well-being, your contentment if you like. Uh, and I've been trying to learn a little bit about what Christian contentment is. Uh, in 1 Timothy 6 verse 6 it says, Godliness with contentment is great gain. And considering where I was at the beginning of the year, I definitely needed that great gain. 
Don't get me wrong, I'm a doer for Christ as well. For those of you who know me, you'll know I've lived um, a different life for many years in Sierra Leone. Uh, I love getting involved with what God is doing. I love trying to open myself up to what maybe God is asking me to do, taking risks in conversations, looking at what the next right step is to do um, all the time. And there is definitely fulfillment in that. But I have also learned that it's important to try and get it right to um, be right on the inside as well to find that inner well-being to find that christian contentment now paul in his letter to the uh, the philippians um he's got all the answers if you read chapter four um paul was in a place of being persecuted and imprisoned and life wasn't looking that rosy in comparison to my life right now uh, you know i've got it good um, and he says this, he says, always be full of joy. Um, and it says the joy of the Lord um, is our strength. It says that in God's word. And uh, it is important that we try to find that um, inner joy so that we can have that outer joy as well. He says, pray and give thanks. And um, Mark's been talking about guardrails of thankfulness. And this is what he's talking about. You know, giving, pray and give thanks. And, he, and Paul says, his peace will guard your hearts and your minds. Well, don't we all need that peace? Uh, whether it's peace to comfort or peace to bring us to a place of stillness, uh, we need that peace. And he says, this is how you can do it. He says, fix your thoughts on all of the good stuff. So what's true, what's right, what is pure, what is lovely. What do you think is lovely? What do you like? This is what we should be thinking about. He says, I have learned how to be content with whatever the circumstances, the secret of living in every situation. So whether life is exciting, whether life is risky, whether life is full of grief, whether life is just difficult on a day to day, it's a real slog. How can we be content with whatever our circumstances are? I want to tell you about my grandma. Um, my grandma, she left this earth a number of years ago, um, but she was a wonderful lady. And I actually probably learnt more from her after she had left this world. Um, she had that secret. She knew that secret of living in every situation. She grew up through the war with all, that, all the limitations and the scares and the sadness that went with that. Um, and then she got married and had three children and she brought those up, those children up to the best of her ability. Uh, I'm sure she made sacrifices to keep them clothed and fed and give them opportunities and to show them the way forward in life. She lost her husband when she was in her 60s and she had to deal with the grief of being a widow for the rest of her life. But she went on to live a great life into her 90s. Um, where sadly um, the, the, the sad illness of dementia uh, stole away the, the rest of her life and robbed her of her character and of who she was. By the end, she didn't really even know who we were. Um, I'm sure she had her faults as well, but not once did I hear her complain. Not once did I hear her um, verbalise any negativity. Um, I have a photo of her in our home and she has that gentle smile of inner contentment and that reminds me that she had that secret. Do you want to know more about that secret? 
Well, come back to the end of Ecclesiastes again. Um, Ecclesiastes is really a story of woe, but at the end he says, this is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. Now, my grandma went to a little Baptist chapel in Kent, and every Sunday they would be belting out the hymns. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Now, I'm no worship leader, but I love to sing, and I love to sing God's truths. This is scripture. A lot of the songs that we sing now, a lot of the hymns that were written through the ages, are full of God's word, and we need to be singing them. Here's another one. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And this one, great is his faithfulness. O God, my Father, strength for today and a bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. These truths that are coming from God's Bible We need to be singing them. We need to be saying them. And this is where I find my inner well-being. Let's come back to the practicalities. um, Because let's be real, there's going to be another medical appointment next week. There's more family unrest. There'll be more homework to do. Um, There'll be more bad news on our television screens or social media Uh, And before we know it, the week has whizzed by in a blur um, and just life seems to be at high speed. But what I've really learned to do is to keep my heart in a place of peace. Um, I choose not to look down at the muddy puddle that I might be standing in, Um, not to let the blur of life steal the moment of, of now, but instead to sing that I will trust and obey just like it says in Ecclesiastes, and to sing that his mercies are new every morning, which is from Lamentations. I need to open my eyes to what's around me in the everyday. Uh, I was walking our puppy the other day across the fields and just seeing how the farm had ploughed the rows in neat straight lines, just that order just brought me that peace. Um, On the walk to school, look at the trees and they're changing to their beautiful autumnal colours at the moment. It's beautiful. Take a moment to take that in. Look up to the sky and see the crazy patterns and shapes that you see in the clouds. And a moment's peace as the clock ticks by. This is what brings me joy. This is the joy that Paul talks of. It's the joy that brings thankfulness. And this is what fixing my thoughts on the good stuff is all about. Because from out of the heart overflows our words and uh, into our words. And we want that good stuff to be overflowing into our conversations, into our thought patterns and into our actions. I don't want to stand looking down at my feet in the mud. I want to look up to the blue sky and I want to see heaven. For that is what brings me delight. Um, And right now brings me delight in my inner being. doesn't matter what I'm doing. What matters is that my contentment comes from God and it is well with my soul. 
So just in conclusion, true Christian contentment brings inner well-being no matter what we experience. Trust and obey brings the delight from our heavenly inheritance to the right now. I hope you can find that Christian contentment and that this has been an encouragement to you. Thank you. Good morning, Waypoint family. My name is Fran Monroe, and it's really good to be here with you this morning. It's fair to say that this has been an eventful year for me, as with many people. It started with great hope, followed by immense disappointment, and then two weeks later, bereavement when my mum died. The charity that I jointly run went into free fall because all the work we do is based in schools and schools were shut. And I was at home homeschooling three children for five months because my husband is a key worker. Near the beginning of this period, I went on social media and was talking about some of the issues I was facing as an introvert. To be fair, I went on a full-blown rant, actually. I had a proper social media rant about my inability to get any silence and solitude with a house full of people. And at the end of this rant, I said that this introvert was going to need a monastic-style retreat by the time lockdown was over. Well, God, in his infinite wisdom, saw the fundamental flaw of that particular plan, and that is that I'm female, and monasteries have monks, and monks are, well, men. So instead, God taught me through his spirit to have my own kind of mini monastic retreat at the beginning and end of each day. And he did this through two means. Firstly, the ancient practice of Electio Divina, mainly through the Electio 365 app. And secondly, through the ancient prayer of examen. And that's what I want to kind of unpack a little bit for you this morning. So the daily examen prayer is the ancient Christian prayer practice of reflecting over the experience of the day to identify how God was working through it and how we're called to respond. You know what? It's been a revelation over these last few months how an ancient prayer practice can just bring so much joy and so much of God into my life. It's just been amazing. And there are five stages to this particular prayer type. And depending on what kind of day you've had will depend on how long it takes. So the first one of those is becoming present to God. So how do you do that? What does that actually look like? It helps if you kind of got a prayer space or a prayer chair that you use. I've got an armchair in my bedroom that I use quite often, but there's no reason why you couldn't do this walking the dog in the evening. I find it quite helpful to use a worship song just to kind of get you in the right kind of zone. Um, and actually in his book, How to Pray, if you haven't read it, it's really good. So is the prayer course, actually. Um, Pete Gregg suggests that you use a short psalm that you repeat over and over again or a phrase I tend to use the phrase, my God, my all, my God, my all, my God, my all. And I do it, it's kind of, it works with your breathing and it just helps you settle into that place of stillness to allow you to to experience the presence of God. Well, you know what, if you're like me, whenever I pray, I tend to have squirrel moments. I'm just like, oh, what was that as a complete distraction? You know, something like, oh, look, there's an odd sock underneath the edge of the bed or oh, did I take the meat out of the freezer for dinner? Hmm, just random stuff that pops into your head. Well, you know what? I just go take a deep breath and I just go back to my God, 
my all, my God, my all. And it just settles you back down into the presence of God. And you know what, the longer you can spend just in the presence of God, the more synchronised with God that you become. And it's like you can start to hear God's heartbeat. It's just so good. So the very first part of, um, the second part rather of the exam and prayer is how to recognise the gifts in your day. And this involves just reflecting on everything that you've been grateful for since the last time you did the exam in prayer. So if you're doing this daily, it's only 24 hours that you need to cover. And you know what? You just think about what you're grateful for you and you say thank you for those things. I mean, what a great way to generate those guardrails of gratitude that Mark was talking about a couple of weeks ago. You joy just can't help but bubble up out of somebody who has a really grateful heart. And we all know that one person that regardless of their circumstances just seems to ooze joy. For me, it's going to be Sharon Brackstone all day long. And she's from our, our Waypoint Church family, if you don't know her. But you know what? You, those sort of people, you look at them and you get that healthy sense of FOMO, the fear of missing out. And you just go, I want a healthy dose of whatever it is that they've got. And you know what? 100%. They are intentionally being grateful for what God has given them. The third stage of the exam in prayer is praying for grace and insight. So this is where you ask the Holy Spirit, what have been the important things in my day? It's a really good way to refocus on the things which are actually really important in your life. You get to ask, ask the Holy Spirit to show you how God's been working in your life. And you know what, if you're there thinking, why do you know what, I'm not even sure God has been working in my life over the last 24 hours. Can I encourage you, the more you do this, the more of God you see in your life. And it's not that God's only just decided to show up. It's that you. it just becomes easier for you to recognise and acknowledge when God has been working in your life. And that builds confidence and faith and trust that God is always with you and you can rely on his promises when he says he's going to be with you. I mean, who doesn't want a daily reminder of how faithful our God is? And this is all from just spending kind of like 10 minutes in prayer. It's so good. The fourth part of the exam in prayer is reviewing your day. So you ask questions like, well, how, how do I feel about the events of the day? And be honest, if something's really annoyed you and properly wound you up, you might as well tell God because he knows about it anyway. Um, you yeah, think about questions like, well, who, who did I meet? Who did I speak to? How did those conversations go? Were they encouraging and uh, constructive? Or did those conversations leave me feeling a little bit meh and, you know, a bit kind of crushed? How did you respond to those situations? Did you respond with words of love and kindness? Or was your response a little bit lacking? You know, I'm a mum. Honesty here for you. Did I end up with full-blown mumzilla coming out because my kids had fallen from the dizzy heights of angelic status? I know it's hard to believe that Mumzilla would ever visit the Monroe house, but very occasionally she does ask my kids. <laughs> Actually, no, don't ask my kids because that will probably not go well for me at all. Where was I? Oh, yes. So 
where was God working in the events of your day? You know, sometimes I get to the end of this section and I think, you know what? Done right today, actually. Other days, it's not so much. Okay, so the final section of the examine prayer is looking forward to tomorrow. This involves saying sorry when you need to. Maybe sending um, a text to somebody that you need reconciliation with, putting stuff right. And you know what? The joy of this section is knowing those unforced rhythms of grace, as Eugene Peterson puts it in the message. It doesn't matter if today wasn't great. It doesn't matter if you could have done things better. Although, you know what? Liberal application of I'm sorry when you stuffed up is always a good idea. What really matters is that there are unforced rhythms of grace. They are ongoing. They are never ending. They are inexhaustible. And you know what? We get to end our day just knowing that we've been in the presence of God, that his joy is in our hearts, that he is working in us and through us and uses us for his own purposes. And even better, you get to go to sleep at the end of the day, resting in the grace of God. I mean, come on church, it doesn't get any better than that. What an amazing way to end your day. I just want to end um, with sharing a verse that a friend gave me back in January. I had no idea how prophetic this verse was going to be for me in this season. And you know what? I'm sure God was chuckling when I first read this verse and I just had a slightly bemused, oh, that's nice. What's that mean then? Kind of response when I first read this verse. But you know what? It is so good. It's from Jeremiah 6, verse 16. And it says, Stand by the road and look. Ask for the ancient paths where the good way is. Walk in it and find rest for your soul. It's really good to, to just be reminded of some really powerful truths that impact our everyday. That truth of, of that contentment of God, which is found is from lifting our eyes to the mud and the things that we're involved with, to lifting it higher and understanding what God draws us into. And then that real practical, those real practical steps of having those little moments, those monastery moments, those, those reflective moments with God to help us to find that contentment. Those five things that Fran just reminded us of, uh, of practicing the presence of God, of being thankful and, and being thankful for those gifts that God has given us, to identifying what are those moments of grace or inspiration that God has said to us, to reflect our day with God about the highlights and the lowlights, and then to commit our tomorrow to God. These are all really helpful um, steps to help us to, to live the Jesus way. I know it's not the Sermon on the Mount, but it still is the Jesus way. And I just wanna have a great big thank you to uh, Verity and to Fran. And I want us just to pause and allow, allow God to stir in us and to move in us the things that we needed to hear the most. So let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that you aren't restricted to just teaching us in one way or another, not just on a Sunday, not just in a moment, but you're a God who, who travels with us. 
I want to thank you for, for Verity and for Fran and for their attentiveness to you and their responsiveness to you and also their courage to, to share with us these really powerful truths. Father, I pray that we may be people who are more than just listeners of the word, that we may allow it to impact our thinking and our living. I thank you, God, that your heart is one of blessing, but you also call us to follow. Father, help us to learn that contentment, to learn that discipline of just spending time with you and exposing, opening ourselves up to more of your blessing. Father, we come to you. We need you. Thank you for speaking and help us as we continue to follow. Amen. If you um, feel that God's particularly been speaking to you, you want someone to pray for you. If you're on our church online, you can press the prayer button and someone would love to chat. If you're in the South Auditorium, there's people around who love to pray for you. If you're connecting in a different way, uh, we'd love for you to connect our, to our church, contact us and we, we'll, we'll reach out to you or another uh, fellow disciple, someone in your small group or another believer who you know. We're not supposed to do this by ourselves. We're called to do this together. And although we can't meet like normal, Actually, there's still a lot of normal things still can happen. And that is we can talk to one another and support and pray with one another. I want to encourage you to keep doing that. Keep, uh, keep living, keep responding to us. Please chatting with one another. We'd love to hear from you and we're praying for you. And we want to keep cheering you on the Jesus way. Thank you for joining us and hope you have a great rest of your day.